Greetings, everyone, and thank you so much for joining episode number 13 of Speak Your Truth podcast. I hope you guys are having a beautiful new year, new decade 2020. And again, thank you so much for joining. Today, I wanted to introduce Kamala Widad. It's pronounced like Pamela, except with a C, because I've been mispronouncing <laughs> her name and calling her Camilla. And yeah, she's she's a bit of a renaissance woman who's been a performer, songwriter for over 20 years, a vocal coach, my personal vocal coach. She's amazing. I wanted to have her on today to share some of her magic. And she she teaches private lessons, workshops, voice healing and speaking events for the last uh, for over 10 years. Along the way, she's gained powerful healing tools of Shadalia Sufism and started to combine the sacred sounds with vocal techniques she was using in her music and in her studio with her personal clients. The results that clients were seeing is they were healing PTSD, easing trauma, lifting depression, and for some allowing them to use the tools to release stuck emotions like grief, anger, low self-esteem, and loneliness. And this is all through voice work. It's amazing and her, her profound, like I said, um, everything that she's learned, which we're going to get into. In addition to performing and teaching, she hosts an annual event, Creative Soul Weekend Retreat, to support the depth of our creative roots to start anew or write that book, album, create the painting, or build a new life. She holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree in theater and a minor in women's studies. So yes, and we're going to have you guys I'm going to send links um, and post them to where we can get in touch with her and if you guys are interested in working with her we'll do that towards the end so she's had a lifetime fascination with knowledge she's merged music healing work knowledge of the human voice and human potential to give others a chance to also step into their beauty and greatness how amazing and powerful thank you so much for taking the time on this beautiful Sunday and mm. coming on Thank you for having me. It's 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 an honor. Thank you. So yes, I want to just jump right into it. And what you're doing is so profound and so needed. And I'm so grateful that I got in touch with you. And I want other people to know how much <laughs> it's it's helped me and it's continuing to help me with mm -hmm. speaking my truth. You know, this is something that is an epidemic with women, especially now as we are stepping into our power, we're exercising mm -hmm. this beautiful voice box, right? And yeah. um, it's so, so important, the work you're doing. And I wanted to just have you kind of share um, how you got into this um, and what it has done in your own life and what you've mm -hmm. seen. Mm. Oh, that's, that's so fun. And like where to start I think that um you hit on something that I'm finding true in my travel and speaking to communities and that is sort of about how there's there's a truth rising up and as that truth rises up in all of us there's a great difficulty and typically it's always been an awareness in the feminine culture of how difficult that is. But as I continue to go through my travels, I'm finding that sometimes it's the gentle people, the shy people, the people with really beautiful, good, solid hearts that are also finding 
difficulty, whether they're men or women or kids or teenagers, really speaking a truth that's rising up that's really needed right now. And, um, and so for many of us, we have to go back and heal the places that have set into our nervous system, into our minds, into our hearts. And I, I kind of accidentally stumbled upon it with my vocal coaching work that was meant to help people become really powerful singers for the stage or for musical theater, or to just be able to sing at home. I started attracting people like that were trying to heal from their military service kids who are having behavioral issues, kids who are having depression and their families and themselves coming in and saying, I don't really know what it is that you're doing, but I want to keep doing it or saying their kids would leave their lessons feeling really healthy and centered. And so I started to just break it down a little bit more deeply to try to understand how I could offer this to more people who are looking for that relief. Mm. Yeah, so beautiful. And I feel that exactly, I think that right now with um, the nervous systems being so keyed up, I think Mm -hmm. it's like all all the people who are doing the heavy lifting, the deeper healing work are paving a way for others to go, hey, you know, there are other options here. There's, There's different modalities. And to be honest with you, the work that you're doing is not that common. I mean, we do have a lot of different therapies. Yeah. Um, and so especially combining the voice work and the the lip rolls and the tongue trills. And <laughs> if you guys ever get a chance to work with her, it has helped me so much to release this stuck, stagnant energy, yeah. which um, it's a it's a really beautiful pathway in. Yeah. Yeah. I found that. In, in my studies of Shadalia Sufism for 20 years, there's a real beautiful way of using sound to help you connect to something bigger than yourself and larger than yourself. But at some point, we all have to decide where it is we want to be. And therapy and a lot of those experiences always took me into the past, yes. which is important. It's important to to make peace and find forgiveness and you know, bury the compost, if you will, of our past experiences. But then, then what? Then you have to decide like where you want to go. And, and that's sometimes what we will work on in the voice sessions, I call them, where they're combined with healing sessions, you know, because singing is so joyful yes. and, and working with sound and breath really increases the serotonin. It increases the dopamine. And because it's stimulating the vagus nerve, you're, you're kind of recalibrating the nervous system in a way that just gives you joy. So at the end, there's this space that gets created for people to see where do you want to be? What life do you want to create for yourself? And I will be that champion holding that space of saying that I see it with you. And that's important. That's important. Healing sometimes spends so much time in the past that I was like, okay, let's do that. And at the same time, where do we want to go? Right. And I feel that, yeah, it's, it's spot on because my husband always says, well, who do you want to be? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the healer syndrome. Can you talk a little bit about that? You and I have spoken about that, but I think it's mm-hmm. important to touch on just the constant doing the constant fixing the constant getting stuck in these loop cycles of, right. but again, you're always in, you're in the past. <laughs> I know. 
you know, I, I, I work with so many healers. I have, I have a tendency to attract light workers because, um, I don't know that I, I was sitting with one healer who had gone to the Pine Ridge Native American reservation and she had met one of the elders and this woman said that the shadow of the healer is to always look for what's wrong. Mm. The shadow of the healer is to always look for what needs fixing. And we even do it to ourselves. So um, I've gotten really good at confronting that part of me and, and in my own life saying, okay, where, when do we turn that off? and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, make sure we are regulating our nervous system as healers, make sure that we are um, releasing. So one of the core practices my spiritual teacher gave us was, you know, again, you're sort of using sound with whatever breath work you have available to you. And he said, do that for 30 minutes after every session. Mm. And someone was like, well, what, what, why? And he said, no matter how hard we try as healers, we're always going to pick stuff up and you have to let it go. You have to release it. And, and I think that's probably why I was so drawn to Sufism, because it's basically chanting. It's using voice and singing or harmony if there's other people there. And I was amazed at how I would, was so much better equipped to work with more clients and work with more people coming to me when I was making sure that I was recalibrating my nervous system and releasing from one client to the next, and then able to be more present to the people coming in for me the next session. Oh, that's so powerful. And, and it's 30 minutes of, of chanting. Yep. Yep. And he said, if you don't have that, just make sure at the end, like maybe you, you serve like eight people a day or more or less, he said, if you don't have that 30 minutes, just make sure you give yourself like a good hour at the end of the day. And you can feel it. If you are a healer, you've become sensitive enough to your nervous system that you can kind of feel when it's a traffic jam. And then you spend enough time, you know, he called it the remembrance and you're just chanting a name for the divine for an hour out loud. And you can feel it. You can feel everything soften. And we do the same thing in my sessions, but with vocal techniques. So it's not, you know, sacred sounds per se, depending on the person that comes. Um, And then you can feel it. You can feel your whole being soften. Joy starts to return. You start to feel clarity, a sense of direction, because we all have that inner wisdom that shows up for us when there's not a traffic jam happening in our nervous system. Absolutely. And I think there's a huge level of trust that's involved in that too. And I think once the Mm -hmm. nervous system gets, you know, you're, you get into that trust mechanism, you, you allow your nervous system to get calibrated. You see the benefits of it. You continue doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So can you give us some breath work tips for people to get into these parasympathetic states? Because like, like we know, and we've, you know, understand at this point with the media, with uh, just we're getting I think the light and this this show does cater to specifically to mm-hmm. light workers and healers and people who are on this journey of finding themselves and and getting empowered and you know becoming empowered healers to serve the greater good um, through their own gifts and a lot of times the hardest part or the most challenging part is to get into the parasympathetic states yeah you know it's like you you find it you reach it 
and then there'll be something coming from left field or you have a teenager or you, you know, there's just always stuff going on that throws you off, but it's how do you get back into that, you know, recalibrate? Yes. Yes. It's so important. I was just thinking about this the other day with the client. It was like, you know, we take showers every day and we feed ourselves every day, but we sometimes forget that our hearts and our spirits need that same sort of maintenance and breath work can be such a simple and powerful tool for us to do that. And man, I could, I could give you, you know, so, so many, but what I'll do is, is talk about two that -hmm. could be really supportive for people with the current climate of what's happening. And if you're a healer, you're probably feeling deeply overwhelmed and then a big release and feeling ecstatically joyful and then overwhelmed again because we're in a very deep birthing process mm-hmm. and, and there's hope on the other side, but sometimes the light workers have to be the ones holding the hope. Like, where do we want to be? Right? right. So, so one is a piece of breath work that's going to help you release anger, rage, helplessness, frustration. And then the other piece of breath work, it helps to, really chill out the nervous system so that you can sleep. Um, that's the one thing that's going to hit anyone who is ultra sensitive empath light worker. You're probably having trouble sleeping when they're tumultuous times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do them both. So you can release the anger, the rage, frustration, or just difficult emotions that sometimes you don't give yourself permission to feel. Um, and that one you is probably the closest to like a fire breath or a lion breath that you would experience in yoga. Um, and and the, the two things that I'll say with both of these, you know, breath tools, you want to understand how to get into diaphragmatic breathing, whatever kind of breath work you're doing, voice work you're doing, you want to push your diaphragm muscle down, which sits essentially the bottom of your rib cage and the inside of your body. Pushing that muscle down allows the lower lobes of our lungs to fill up with air. And the lower lobes are 70% of the lung capacity. Mm. But the lungs are just really sort of, I think of innocent bystanders. They're sacs that create a vacuum and fill up. They don't really have muscle, but the diaphragm muscle that supports it underneath does have the muscle. So you have to feel how to push that muscle down babies breathe correctly they breathe into diaphragmatic breathing Mm -hmm. and then somewhere around middle school so now it's getting earlier my my elementary school kids are coming in with tightness in in that um, diaphragm muscle which is the solar plexus which is where if you experience anxiety or you get a really strong um, intuition in your gut that is going to be hammered so pushing that muscle down is basically like thinking of your belly expanding. That's the shortcut. You know, breathe into your belly button and your whole abdomen is going to fill up with air when you're pushing that muscle down. And there's there's tons of information out there for diaphragmatic breathing. If someone needs help with that, you can look that up. So you're breathing deep into that belly. And if you want to release that frustration, what you're going to do when you breathe out is you're going to drop your jaw and stick your tongue out like you're trying to reach your chin. And it, I call it lion face because it looks really, really intense. Mm. Um, anybody that studies other traditions, this would be the face of Kali. 
uh, you know, this is the destroyer in Hindu right. traditions. And, and at the same time, you're going to breathe out with a sound that almost sounds breathy, like, <sighs> it's very intense. So all you need is like one or two. But if you're experienced with your breath work, you can do it, you know, five, six, 10 times. You can get lightheaded if you're not breathing correctly, because you want to be sure to empty your breath. So okay. you're breathing into your belly, you fill up, you can fill up with one count, you can breathe in for three counts. And then you're just thinking of hissing that breath out, your whole face is wide open, your jaws dropped, your tongue is reaching your chin. And you're just releasing those really difficult emotions. Just let mm. them go. And most anybody that I do this with, because I even mm. do with like my 10 year olds, mm. I teach, we will always start laughing in the end. I love that. You know, because it's a ridiculous face. And if you're doing it with someone else, you could like, you know, try to like beat each other out with it. Like, hey, I can, my face can be more intense. Um, <laughs> and some people will take this even further. They'll say, go into the body when you breathe in and gather up all the toxins and then like breathe that fire out and you're burning them up and you're releasing everything back to the source that is able to contain and deal with the frustrations that you're feeling. I love that. I feel that that's such a uh, easy and doable transmutation process. And again, it's, it's just returning it back. Like I see it and here you go here, you know, and it's just, it's about these tools, right? Like you right. said, having them in your back pocket. I've yeah. been doing this breath since working with you, but again, people forget if, especially if you're not practicing it on a regular basis. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not really creating anything new. I'm just sort of combining the things that I've picked up over the years that have helped me be a seeker and, and be able to keep going, you know, without falling under the, the weight of, of what happens in the world. So then the second piece of breath work, this one is a lot more calming. And um, you will find sometimes really great therapists and practitioners using this for kids experiencing anxiety. Um, so that diaphragm is going to push down. You're going to get a nice full breath, pushing that diaphragm muscle down and I, and that breath in, you want to do it for five counts. So you're slowing down your breath and you're maybe putting a hand on your belly and you're feeling it really fill up. And the piece of my work as a vocal coach, where I combine it with my health work is that you can visualize all that you're doing here you know open your heart and visualize your most perfect relaxing place as you breathe in for five counts when I was a kid my mom used to do this for me when I couldn't sleep and it was a meadow it was a beautiful mm -hmm. sunshine meadow and I would just close my eyes sometimes it's a it's a beautiful waterfall of the warmest water in in Hawaii and I'm just sitting there with my feet in the water breathing in slowly and then when you breathe out instead of breathing out for five counts you change the count out to a larger number so that could be seven that could be ten so you're breathing in for five and when you breathe out for ten you're automatically going to feel your nervous system start to recalibrate because the numbers are different, your mind has to stay engaged, but it's staying engaged while it follows and tracks your breath. And you can do this as long as you want. And if you're getting really good at your breath work, make that breath breathing in for 10, 10 counts, make it 20 counts, 
breath in and then you're breathing out for a different number. And I always like to make the breath out a larger number. Mm. And so you're, you have to focus like, Oh, how do I, how do I do that for longer amounts of time? And then I always say to my clients, when you're done, feel the space that's opening. Mm. You're, you're creating space and you'll feel it in your body. And if, if feeling into your body is something that's new or feeling into your nervous system is new, just, just let yourself be on an adventure and say, well, what if I could feel my body? What if my heart did have ears to hear and to feel what space is being created when you're done breathing that way and just let yourself listen, you know, let yourself be open to listening and see what your inner wisdom wants to show you. Mm, that's so beautiful. I, I've been, yes, I, I do reach these states. I think for most of us, um, the, the difficulty is that we have been on autopilot for so long that the the diaphragmatic breathing is not as easy. Like yeah. for me, even to push out, it's like an effort. So one of the things that I, yeah, it's like, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I even doing it properly? Cause it's like the anxiety has been stuck for so long or, you know, you're in fight or flight for so long where it's not a normal habit for you anymore to breathe that way. Right. Yeah. Um, and so one of the other techniques people can use, and this is something I've been using is you lay down and you put a book on your belly and then you can, you know, something a little heavier. Um, so you can actually like train yourself to go up and down. Cause we've really, I truly forget, yeah. right. We forget how to breathe. And if anyone, like, I think my, the, my mission would be to teach kids how to breathe again, you know, or, or have oh, yeah. classes on breath work. Like how important is this? That is mm -hmm. just so not being taught. Yeah. Some progressive schools are bringing meditation in and I think that's so, so valuable. And, and, you know, sometimes when the weather's nice, I'll tell people just go outside, find a clean piece of grass, take your shoes and your socks off, put your feet on the ground and, and pull your weight back into your heels and pretend like you're breathing all the way down into your feet. Mm. And you can do that with ever, whatever kind of pattern you want with it. But that groundedness that you're talking about, it, it is, it's so easy for us to forget, to get caught up in life, to be stuck in traffic, the to-do list, families, and, and self-care, especially right now is something we have to schedule in and, and make space for whatever it is that day that will be your self-care. Um, but yeah, just, just breathing. It can be so profoundly healing. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to touch on something that was mentioned in your bio. Um, you know, you've helped people with PTSD. I feel that we're in a climate right now. I'm seeing it in myself where uh, as I continue to do deeper work, um, all these pieces are surfacing up. Can you speak to maybe if someone else is experiencing this? I really feel that whatever is happening on the planet, uh, you know, in our country and globally, it's yeah. surfacing PTSD. It's like scratching yeah. the surface. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I actually like admitted, um, you know, beginning of January, I was like, I think I've been in PTSD for so long that it's like, finally, like I can, I've never actually said those 
for you know for di- like letters yeah but I finally like came to terms with it and it was like whoa there's deeper pieces there's boulders that I need to move at this point uh, you know yeah. through what whatever means so yeah. yeah I'd love for you to speak on that to other people who might be um experiencing this yes yes you know um I think that the first thing that I would say is that the person that taught me healing work always said essentially put your oxygen mask on first. He, He said, you know, spend the years that you need to, to understand how to heal your own heart, because we all have our little nuances with it. And, and he was very clear. He was like, you, you need to have a very deep connection to the one to the source mm. in order to heal. So when you heal your relationship with that source, with God, with Allah, whatever you call that force, mm. once you heal your relationship to that, you can become like the earth mm. for the other people who have not taken that journey yet. So he would say, you know, you reach on top, you turn around and you reach your hand back for the person coming up that that needs to feel the transmission from you of what you figured out up to this point in time. And Mm. so when people come into my sessions and there has been a lot lately, I'm reminded that all that I have to do is be the earth and really deeply listen to my heart for what that person needs, because everyone needs a little something different. I have people coming who are in trauma environment. I have people who are transitioning into civilian life um, from being in the military. I have, oh. I have children who um, have issues like behavioral issues and focus issues and, and then learning disabilities on top of it. Um, I have transgender kids who are experiencing deep angst and, and people really just trying to figure out where are they at? How can they find love and peace and connection? And in their way, because I attract people from all different traditions. So, so in my experience, you know, there's this combination with post-traumatic stress disorder that people from all walks of life can experience that some people they've gone through something really intense and some people we would think you didn't go through anything intense but they still are suffering right and it's not for me to say it's for me to just show up and be present for them Mm. and again to just keep focusing on what I've seen in my own life which is let's take a moment to Mm. just really honor where you are right now and feel where you are right now because even that you know just just allowing people to be accepted where they are is profound because we sometimes don't even accept it for ourselves right and then through the breath work and through the vocal exercises we we just start bringing life and oxygen to the body and singing songs that are bringing joy And then for me, just listening, I'm listening by looking at their body language. I'm listening by hearing what's shaking out and releasing in the voice because it will come up to the throat. Whatever you didn't express, whatever sadness is there, it will come up and it will get caught. And that is the moment that I stop and I say, talk to me about what's rising up in you right now. And so most of the time, the healing of the trauma 
as people having the safety and the permission to mm. cry about it, to speak it, to give it words, to speak the hopelessness or the helplessness that they are feeling, but don't think they should be allowed to feel. And, right. and just saying, let's feel that first before we rush your nervous system and your body and your heart to the next step. Let's just, let's honor it. And then, and then we keep moving forward. But I don't think that I could have allowed myself to be uh, present and available to someone healing trauma unless I had spent the long, hard road of healing my own. And absolutely. If it Bingo. Wasn't, yeah. If it wasn't for music and voice, I don't think I would have been able to heal because that when I start to feel those feelings come up in me, the first place I want to go is my guitar and I want to start writing a song so that I could move it. And I was like, Ooh, what if I'm not the only one? <laughs> mm. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. I saw a quote and, um, and thank you for that. I saw a quote and I wanted to share that in this talk and get, um, you know, your opinion and your expertise on it. It's by Megan Markle. And I don't know if I'm butchering her name, but she said, women don't need to find a voice. They have a voice. Mm. They need to feel empowered to use it. <laughs> and people need to be encouraged to listen. And so when I was, I, I saw this, it was like a meme. And yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so profound because as women, our voices, our voice boxes are the most powerful thing that we're coming in with. And throughout our lineages throughout time and space, um, that voice was shut off, right? Our grandmothers, their grandmothers, their grandmothers. And then it comes to us and it's like these powerful voice boxes, right? It's yeah. where all the all of our voice and heart and all of these energy systems have a purpose. But for a lot of us, um, it's been turned off and we're turning this power center back on and bringing other women and, and men and, you know, um, to, to learn how to use it again. Right. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's actually what I'm seeing. I think that, you know, we, we recognize the mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers that we've experienced throughout time that have silenced women or said, this was your place. Cause we know we've been moving through a patriarchal consciousness that is now starting to dissolve and we're coming together you know, finding yeah. your helpers and your allies to say, what, what is the world that we do want to create? And that is what I'm seeing is, you know, there's always that birthing process. It's messy. There's yelling, there's screaming, there's blame. And a lot of that's happened in the last 10 years. But when I look really deeply and I, and I look at the people we may not hear about as often, like this quote you're talking about, which I mm -hmm. love, by the way, I just saw it recently. I'm right. If we come in screaming, you know, everyone, <laughs> males and females, and we do have a voice. And so finding a tribe of people in that community that gives you the space, you know, sometimes when we're doing vocal work, it, you've got to speak through the shaking. You've got yes. to speak through the wobble and you have to allow it to be like a little baby crawling and then learning to walk and falling when they fall, when they're first learning to walk they don't like lament and get depressed that they're never going to walk again. They just get back up and they do it. Right. And to me, that's, that's what I see happening with the voices. I'm seeing that people are starting to speak truths that haven't been heard. So there's that yelling and there's that force, but now I'm also seeing these allies popping up 
and saying, yeah, we are creating a world where we can help each other calm down that nervous system and start speaking to each other. And there's always someone that shows up for you. There's always someone that shows up. Someone showed up for me and it had to be a man so that I could, you know, that let me just say what I needed to say to be in relationship and to be in partnership and say something and just feel like, Oh, I'm going to get hit. And it was Mm. like, Oh, I'm not going to get hit. This person's Mm. letting me say what I need to say. And the more I started paying attention to these people, the more of them started showing up. Right. So more of the allies and more, more of these gentle men who are able to say, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. And, and then finding circles and communities of men who are saying women are carrying a deep wisdom we need to hear. Let's listen to them. And I would like be speaking through tears. Like it's there. It's there. All of the medicine where we want to be, it's already rising up. It's already been created. And so, you know, that's why I love doing this healing work because I, you know, when people come back to that joy, we together get to say it is, it's here your healing is here. Your freedom is here. You can have a voice and speak what you need. It's here. Absolutely. hundred percent. Thank you so much for speaking to that. I, I think very often, including myself, we forget that we are here to experience joy, <laughs> right? We're here to have fun. Yes. What happened? Like, even for me, it was just like, awakening boom 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 (laughs) every single year it was just like hard work hard work moving boulders moving boulders and now I'm finally in this space where it's like wow you know it's um it's time to actually have fun and enjoy ourselves Mm. you know yeah so it's very important yes so are you there I'm here. Oh, perfect. So I wanted to just get your opinion on um, or, you know, have you speak a little bit to people who are trying, you know, who are trying to find their voice and they're early on in the stages. Are there any tips that you can give them? Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it it depends on the, the angle that people are are moving from like if if someone is you know a singer and they're very early and maybe they're writing songs I always encourage them to find open mics like find a way to express it if you are um, a spiritual person and you want to find your voice through spiritual practice find um, the communities that are doing chanting or sounding or um Uh, there's a lot of sound therapy and healing groups right now where sometimes you're just sitting there letting sound happen to you, but sometimes you're participating. Um, So those are very simple places of like finding your voice. If you have like major vocal issues, you always have to check in and see, is it something that requires going to a speech pathologist um, to just make sure you don't have any like vocal nodes or, or major issues but if it's like you're good, you can sing, but you just want things to get better or you're having trouble speaking, you get that lump in your throat when it's time to, you know, speak with your job, you know, find a good vocal coach in your area to to work with. I work with people online because sometimes people just need to come in once or twice a month to just keep a maintenance going for whatever 
kind of support that they need. Um, and there's lots of really simple exercises. Like, you know, I call myself a vocal coach in my practice because it's not unlike going to a gym and getting a personal trainer. Your voice box is, is like a whole series of muscles and you can learn to line up those muscles in the most efficient way, whether it's for speaking or whether it's for singing. And um, you can sometimes find a vocal coach, get a series of exercises and just start supporting your system to shake out whatever is stuck in your voice. But again, it's like get a good assessment from someone to see like, you know, is this emotional? Is it physical? Is it something that you think will shake out and heal in about six months? Um, and, you know, not all vocal coaches are going to be able to, like, I'll be able to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I think there's some emotional stuff going on there. But not every vocal coach is going to be able to do that for you. Um, right. And then, yeah, always find really safe exercises. Start really basic so that things are safe for your mom. And they And I do a series of exercises that are kind of ridiculous, so they automatically bring joy because we're just kind of being silly together to trick the voice box into the alignment that we want. That's most efficient. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun too. It's fun because you're kind of taking the edge off, right? You're, right. you're doing these practices and you're learning something new, which reprograms your nervous system, right? Totally. Learning things that are new and having new experiences and, and being seen. I think one of the things mm -hmm. that when I first started working with you and, and doing the, you know, we, uh, if you guys work with uh, Camilla, you're going to be probably working through Zoom or Skype. And um, you're actually allowing yourself to look ridiculous and actually be seeing, seeing in the glory of your own light. So in the beginning, when I was doing breath work and voice work, I was like, oh, my gosh. But then you're, you allow yourself to be seen, which is yeah so profound. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, one of the things as, as someone who I'm a songwriter, I still make records. I still perform live. I still go to brand new venues. There's nothing m more growth producing than picking up something that's totally brand new and feeling like a beginner all over again. And as adults, that can be really hard for us. We can, we can just go, oh, no, I'm not ever going to pick up that violin or I'm never going to learn to play the piano or I'm never going to take that dance class because I'm going to feel like such a beginner and I'm not going to know what I'm doing and it's going to be awkward and I'm going to make mistakes. And I always tell people, yes, let's do it together because if I can be a witness to you going for it, it's such an honor. But that's how we learn. That's how we learn and grow with everything is allowing ourselves to stumble, to make mistakes, to let it be wobbly until we get to the release and to the freedom. And, and it's so satisfying and gratifying to take it from that first step to, wow, I'm actually like steadying out here. I'm actually getting pretty good at this. So, you know, I was never think, you know, Oh, I can't pick up the violin. I'm 65 years old. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, people will come to me and say, oh, I'm a horrible singer. I'm like, well, if you can talk, you can sing. So just get started. Start working with me. And we and I will show you, you know, yeah. it might take longer than someone else. But who cares? You know, if you're going to find joy, because they'll usually say to me, I only sing in the car where no one can hear me because it makes me so happy. 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the whole point is to find our our regulation, if you will, back to our joy and our freedom. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people are only just judging themselves. And again, it goes back to being seen, really being seen, mm-hmm. really being playful again. And um, yeah, allowing yourself yeah. to learn something new. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to close with or any anything, any other um, valuable lessons, teachings? And also please mention um, where people can find you because she's a wealth of knowledge. She's amazing I, I I can't recommend her enough and even in my own journey um every it's the the beauty about the Shadalia Sufism and and um you and everyone else in my tribe is the gentleness and the beauty that comes from even a quote-unquote healing session mm-hmm. it is not jarring it is so heartwarming so touching so soft like a pillow, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, that's what I love about this path is um, it's so gentle. Yeah. It's so safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that um, in, in the deepest place of who we are as human beings having this experience, I think we all want to be loved and we want to love and mm-hmm. we want to be seen and connect from the most loving place. And we can call that love, you know, thousands of different names, mercy, compassion, acceptance, um, freedom. But I think that um, for me, I've always wanted to have that in my life. And I thought, well, give what you want, Give give what you want to get. So, you know, how can I bring more love and joy through my work, through my art, through the way that I give to people. And, and I am very gentle because I needed that. I have a very gentle spirit and I needed, I needed my healers and my tribe and those people to show up for me in a way that was deeply non-judgmental that allowed me to find my way on my own. So I find that that seems to be what I give to other people. Um, it's just that space, you know, come as you are, be who you are. I don't care, you know, what path you are, but if you're longing to return to your creativity and to find your voice, there's lots of different ways that you can enter that doorway. So, um, so yeah. for me, if people, if people are interested in learning more about me, I have a very, very basic, simple website, but it has a contact form and you can reach out if you want to start a conversation. Um, and that is creative soul studios.net and that's like the vocal coaching and some of the healing work and then if people are interested in the music and the art that I create that is Kamala my first name widad.com c-a-m-e-l-a w-i-d-a-d dot com and uh, yeah I think that what I would say in the end is like I'm, I'm so grateful for you holding this platform and giving a voice to kind of those underground healers or those underground seekers that most everybody wouldn't hear about because I really have a longing for our yeah. world to really find healing and peace and connection. And in all the little ways that I do that, I hope that um, we can all find each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on, Camilla. And thank you, all listeners 
for joining us for another episode of Speak Your Truth. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share, subscribe, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Thank you.